having that good understanding of human problems and then being able to break them down into frameworks and then create solutions around those frameworks and then work backwards now to create technology to address the problems. And then based on the technology that you build, you find that now you're able to extract data, speed up certain processes, have objective information. If anyone believes strongly in technology and its massive prospect to solve problems, is Joram Winamo. However, he would prefer that founders focus on the problems first rather than building tech solutions or tools. Welcome to Expert and African, where we spotlight African tech specialists and their journey from newbie to expert. episode, we'll discuss how a seasoned Kenyan entrepreneur who has spent most of his career interacting with tech and how they solve human problems in the simplest way plans to build 5,000 entrepreneurship support hubs he calls sandboxes around the world. If I live long enough, we plan to have a sandbox in every continent, in every country possible. So the number I have in my head is about 5,000 sandboxes across the world, all the way in the different cities in China, in South America, in the US, in Europe. A few questions to look out for in this story are what drives Joram? What's unique about his approach? What's his background like? How far has he gone? After all, this seems like a lofty plan. I'm probably one of those people who, even when we have an extended technology discussion, I discuss more of the non-technology than the technology itself because I find that a lot of technologists look at the tools and solutions uh, a bit too much. I come from a philosophy of looking at the real problems first and then seeing what kind of technology would be helpful in solving it. If you ask Jeremy about himself, 80% of the time he's instinctively talking about how he has played and is still playing his part to support the Kenyan entrepreneurship ecosystem while actively participating in the evolution of tech businesses in the country. He remembers with fondness the small beginnings, but is proud of how far it has gone. In a little over a decade, Kenya has become a hotspot for the big guns. The country's capital, Nairobi, houses Microsoft's first African development center, Google's proposed first product development center on the continent, and Amazon's planned AWS local zone launch. Growing up in a middle-class family in Nairobi, Joram studied computer science at Egerton University. Like I did, you're probably wondering why anyone would make such a decision in 2002 when the potential of tech and the importance of the internet were not appreciated in Africa yet. I was actually introduced to technology a bit earlier. Because of that experience, I did have dad in the work that he used to do. He was a civil servant. But somehow he linked up with some South African consultants. As a result, we ended up with, I think it was like one or two computers at home. One was like a mini computer and the other one was like one of those really early laptops, bulky but DOS-based and the like. I remember tinkering around with it. This was maybe about 1995, 96. 
as an undergraduate, his involvement with ISEC paved the way. The organization, which focuses on cultural exchange and professional and leadership development, gave him the opportunity to work outside his country for two years as a graduate, first in Uganda as a project manager and then in Norway. And then I came back to Kenya and when I came back I was still not clear whether I would continue being employed or run a business. It wasn't long before he knew what he isn't interested in doing, which is being employed for a hardcore tech role. Together with a friend who had a similar tech background, Joram registered a management consulting company called Wild International, W-Y-L-D-E, in 2007, after discovering that businesses face challenges mostly because of their owner's mindset. So, instead of focusing on hardcore tech that involves coding and building products with his computer science degree, Joram and his friend chose to solve human problems differently which is by helping businesses make sense of their solutions and unique value propositions. Here he still is, chasing his passion full steam ahead. And to date, everything he has done has been in pursuit of this dream. In case you're curious about Joram's drive. I kept seeing a gap on the human side of interaction with technology. And I think I have always seen that until today where people could be excellent at the technology aspects of building up the code but terrible at understanding the problems that that code is supposed to go and solve. And I as an individual have been very passionate about promoting individual solutions, local solutions uh, to the challenges that businesses face and helping them access the kind of solutions that would help them to grow. With more clients coming in for management consulting, Joram discovered that the problem runs deeper than that. It was only a matter of time before he decided to do something bigger. In 2020, Joram co-founded Sandbox, spelled as S-N-D-B-X, an entrepreneurship support hub, which is an upgrade from Wild International. Being ambitious, he needed to create something that would help similarly ambitious entrepreneurs avoid mistakes while building and scaling their businesses. We have a bit of a unique setup where we have what could traditionally be looked at as an incubator, but what we have in addition is an incubator or accelerator, but we bring together about 33 different professional services as well under one roof so that as people build their businesses when they are also looking for access to things like legal services, governance, HR, uh, marketing, brand, like literally everything, we are able to uh, avail those services as well. And people are able to build holistic businesses that are able to grow and scale. Of course, this being Nairobi, a lot of those businesses are in the tech uh, space, but we also do deal with uh, quite a number of businesses outside of that as well. Joram calls it a consortium. Think of it this way. You have a business idea that is just starting up in Kenya and you need professional advice. When you fix a meeting with Joram or one of his team of nine to discuss, you can have access to any recommended professional services immediately because they are all under the same roof. A quick reminder here. Even before Wild International and Sandbox, Joram has always been about entrepreneurship and innovation. But there's a catch. 
Duran might not always be excited about new technologies because he's all in for useful tech elements that have a return on investment. However, he has remained relevant by keeping up with the latest trends, especially how they key into the ecosystem. Even though I couldn't code to save my life today, I would be very comfortable in a technology solution conversation and probably being able to then make the best decision around, for example, which language or which platform or which hardware or you know software would be best to tackle a specific type of solution. I read local and international magazines about just what's happening out there. I'm subscribed to quite a number of forums online that talk about the trends of what's happening almost on a daily basis. The podcasts that I listen to of different authorities around the world or YouTube videos that I watch keep me sufficiently updated. Along the line, Joran picked up and developed human-centered design skills, which he considers very important to what he does. Certain human behaviors look simple, but understanding them makes you a much more valuable product manager or solution provider. And I find that a lot of people take such things for granted. He's excited about the prospects that Africa's local challenges present. In a breath, he mentioned different ideas he's been playing around with for Africans' informal sector. One is something to make payments seamless for the Oka in traffic. Another is an inventory system for a second-hand clothing vendor and a solution to fund Africans' communal lifestyle. Unsurprisingly, stories about how he has helped different businesses steer themselves towards success are at the top of Joram's accomplishments. He is proud to be helping the continent create more entrepreneurs, building multinationals and startups that have gone beyond the continent's borders. For me, one of the most fulfilling things is just being able to see an entrepreneur translate the knowledge that they are learning into actions within the business and then beginning to see the growth, how they grow and hire uh, more business people. Meanwhile, is sometimes limited by the challenges facing businesses on the continent. Juram agrees that being a husband and father of four while being stretched at work can be quite challenging, but he seems to be managing all right. On an average day, he drops the kids at school before heading to work, where he meets with his team, with customers, responds to emails, and does work-related reading. Doing most of his work on his phone definitely helps, so he's available to respond to work in real time and get things out of the way by delegating while on the move. Evenings are for spending time with his family, exercising, listening to podcasts, reading, and he's currently writing a book about entrepreneurship which he plans to launch this year. By the way, there's something interesting about how he's able to maintain a work-life balance is calendar driven but while calendar scheduling usually comes highly recommended for time management joram optimizes it to prioritize his family i've always tried to have that philosophy of building in the rocks first so if you even look at my digital calendar i have built in all the things that i do with my family first so the evening and night interactions, weekends, weekly dates with my wife, 
those are already built into my calendar and a lot of people find it very surprising that I keep it in my calendar because I'm very calendar driven so if something is on my calendar it's very easy for me to forget that I was supposed to do it and so after I've built in all the family stuff then I now come back and build in the important work meetings that are recurring like on Mondays and for the rest of the week and then after that is when I plan everything else. I also try and have at least a one week holiday every quarter because I don't have times when I can take extended periods of holidays. WhatsApp and Notepad also come in handy to keep communication going and log ideas. He dreams of a time when there would be 5,000 sandboxes across major cities in the world, but he fears not being able to implement the ideas in his head before time runs out. He agrees that this makes him quite uncomfortable with slow execution. As I've grown older, I've realized that a lot of what we are unable to achieve is maybe because of pride or ego, not being able to ask for help. And so I find myself nowadays asking for help a lot and very quickly and very early, rather than trying to struggle with something that I'm not very good at doing. Thank you for listening to Expert and African. This script was adapted by Oluwanife Mikolawale and edited by Precious Mogoli. Research and interview by Oluwanife Mikolawale, produced by Muyiwa Matuluko. This is a production of TechPoint Africa. I am Oluwanife Mikolawale. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share, and drop a review. For more stories on startups and innovation in Africa, please visit techpoint.africa.